is going on what is this good morning good afternoon good evening whatever time it is for you guess what time it is for us it is time to bring back the hair oh man you just blew it i was gonna say it's time to rock oh well whatever (laughs) it's time to rock too baby because what we've got right here is sunset stripped a modern hair metal revival Brought to you, of course, by RPGera.com. This is a show that kind of came to mind somewhat recently for me, and I tied it to an incredibly high goal on Patreon that I knew we would never reach. 
but that's because I wasn't sure we would ever actually be able to do this show. And then I just kept thinking, why not? There's nothing else out here. There's nothing else out there like what I want to do with this. So we have to do this, Frank. We have to bring back the hair because it's still out there. It's still, I know, I know it's most still of the drain. thriving. Well, yeah, yours is yours has been falling down the drain for years. Mine's still flowing, and luckily, it is falling out too. But I attribute that more to stress than anything else. Uh, this genre still thrives, and it's not just stuck to the '80s and '90s that so many are used to. When you tune in to Sirius XM and you turn on Hair Nation, what do you see? Well, you don't see anything. What do you hear? You hear the same stuff, right? You hear the stuff that started in like 83, 84, up through 92, 93. And then if some of the singers had successful solo careers like Vince Neil or David Lee Roth or something that stretched into the, the late 90s or early 2000s, you might hear some of that stuff too. But for the most part, it's the same bands that we're all accustomed to. If you turn on Dash Radio, they have a station, Sunset Stripped. Again, largely the same stuff. You look everywhere, and it's largely the same stuff. And that's all fine and good, because that stuff is great. But there's so much stuff that's thrived since eh, the mid-2000s, maybe early 2000s, up through now, that it's time we need that modern hair metal revival. And that's what hopefully Sunset Stripped is going to be for you. If you're here, that means hopefully you like this kind of music. And hopefully I'm going to introduce you to a lot of things that you've never gotten to hear before. Frank, you're going to come into this not hearing a lot of things, which is exciting. Well, that also I'm going partially deaf after listening to all this music for a good solid 30 years. Oh, man, yeah. We're going to talk about that here a little bit later. Whew. But I did mention it. We are on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. You guys can go over, check out what we're doing, check out our tiers. Uh, this is a show that, again, it's attached to a stupidly high goal. It's it's already in production. It's already going. That's fine. But if you like us and you want to help support us, that's a great way to do so. Listening also helps. We have other podcasts as well. Again, we're brought to you by RPGera.com. And under that network, we have several shows. We do the uh, Max Level podcast every Tuesday. It's an all-purpose gaming show. We do BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. That is a video game music podcast. Frank and I are on that show together. Uh, we discuss video game music in depth, different themes, different composers, different just games in general sometimes. We do Blood and Destroyers, an All Elite Wrestling podcast every Monday, an in-depth look back at the prior week of AEW content. We do The Media Files, which is an all-purpose pop culture review show. I almost said that weird, but it is what it is. Uh, that's every Friday, hosted by Kyle from the Max Level Podcast. Ooh. Frank! <laughs> the unpopular opinion, the hated Kyle. No, everybody loves Kyle. Uh, Frank, you do your own show every Tuesday and Thursday on RPGera.com. You do Terrible, a horrible, no good, very bad podcast where you discuss all things that you consider terrible. Very short form podcast. And that list is growing. Yeah, that list continues to grow every day. (laughs) That list continues to grow every day. But yeah, Frank's show is very short form. So if you're looking for something on the shorter side, episodes tend to be uh, minutes. that, That cannot be my selling point. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I thought it was great. There's too too much truth in advertising there. I thought it was perfect. <laughs> oh man! And then uh, you know we haven't. That's right, folks. First wiener joke of Sunset Strips. 
<laughs> we haven't actually talked about it on any other shows yet because, um, well, it's not current, but we also have another show under the uh, RPGera.com umbrella era now too, or era, you know, I guess that's, okay. yeah, that works. Uh, very good music, VGM podcast. Now under our umbrella. How about that? Wow. Dead that Drop and Shoot Kapow. One of my favorite podcasts uh, towards the top of my list. So, wow. I, that's news to me. Thanks for, thanks for keeping me in the loop, Brian. <laughs> Again, Thanks guys, welcome to the team. Yeah, Bedroth and uh, Bedroth and I have been talking about lumping his show kind of under our umbrella in turn, so that way, you know, just kind of benefits both of us. And he went, oh, what the hell was that? We just had something fall over. I don't know what that was. That's That's what cats are wrestling. We had our first weird joke and our first ghost experience. This show is off to a great start. Ah, no, the cats are wrestling. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, Bedroth and I were talking and, uh, he was, you know, interested in having his show on the website. So I thought it fit. I mean, his show's so different from ours now that, you know, he's got the old format yeah, that we did, it, like the back and forth. His show's good. But our show's decent now, but <laughs> it is what it is. Right, but hopefully this show, hopefully this show is going to be great. And I'm excited about this. Again, this is something that, uh, that has been kind of kicking around in my brain over the last few months as I've really gotten back into hair metal recently. Um, I've always been a fan, as we'll talk about here in just a little bit. Uh, Frank and I are going to kind of tell our stories about how we got into hair metal and our preferences and that kind of stuff. But I have been just listening to a lot of the more modern stuff again. And when I was looking around for reviews for like different albums and different stuff that's come out recently, I just realized how little coverage there is out there of of this scene that still thrives and still exists and, and is not just stuck in the 80s and 90s. So hopefully through this show, we can appreciate the roots of hair metal and where it all started and where it came from on the Sunset Strip, hence the name Sunset Stripped. But we can also bring it forward and then appreciate what's current and modern. And, you know, if you're in the right countries, you can still catch these bands on tour. And those countries generally being European countries, specifically Sweden, Finland. But that's OK. Sometimes they, they just got the over, the over there. So that's why, you know, hair metal is starting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> When these bands do come to the States, though, I am there, dude. I, I have anytime that one is in my area, I tend to go. And that's awesome. So that's what Sunset Strip is going to be. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys will be along for the journey, along for the ride. Right now, Frank and I are kind of thinking that we might be able to pull this off every other week. And if we can, that's great. We're going to promise at least one episode per month. We will always have one episode of Sunset Stripped each month. And they're going to be long episodes. This is not a podcast. It is, obviously. This is not, you know, you're not catching this on 106.7 or, you know, we're not featured on... nine. Uh, the Beast. Yeah. Yeah, we're not on any local stations yet. We're not on uh, Sirius XM yet, but... We are up for Ozzie, debate. Ozzy, give me the call. Come on. We are up for sale. If you are interested, if what you hear, reach Ozzie, out. <laughs> Ozzy, call me first, okay? I'll always be sipping on something. Right now, it's just a standard Bud Light, but I'm always going to be sipping on something when we do this show. Always high on life as well. That's a yeah, good time. I, that's right. I took some life a little earlier. Yeah, I just, I smoked <laughs> some life outside a little bit ago, but good times. We are, again up for sale if anyone's interested 
Good way to start the show, right? But no, this is not a podcast. Spending your money. A little suicidal tendencies for you right there. I want to be a radio show. That's what this is. So hopefully you're interested in something extremely long form. This is something that you can pause and come back to. We're not going to discuss the music. We're not going to talk about the tracks like we do on BG Mania. We're not going to discuss, you know, how Sweet Child of Mine has one of the greatest slash solos of all time. And it does. And that's why we started the show out with it. But we're not really going to get in depth with it. We might at times. There will be specific times that we do. But for the most part, we're a freaking radio show. So when you turn on your morning station and you you listen to whatever's on from 5 a.m. to to 9 or 10 p.m., you hear music, you hear commercials, and you hear discussions on whatever's current. And that's likely what you're going to get here. We're going to talk about current events. We're going to talk about current music. We're going to talk about anything and everything. Nothing's really off limits. We won't get too crazy with that. But nothing really is off limits. And that's kind of what else I wanted Sunset Stripped to be. We have all these different other kinds of shows like that are, you know, very specifically focused, like Media Files being pop culture, Max Level being video games, BG Mania being video game music, even more specific. But we don't have a show that really... We can just talk about whatever. Terrible kind of is that now, but that's really, really short wow. form. My, my brand new show and you're already ripping me off. Thanks a lot, Ryan. I got to steal the good ideas. <laughs> That'll be known. It's a good idea. Yeah, of course it was a good idea. But you say that now. Wait, 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 wait till the lawsuits start rolling in. Exactly. Wait, wait till I've started up. Oh, not my show. <laughs> You'll find him over in Pueblo, Colorado. I believe he's driving a food truck somewhere. <laughs> Um, and speaking of anyone interested in the playable Colorado area, you can find Frank selling hot dogs and wieners. I, I will have my Frank's about town. Yeah. You're constantly out there slinging wieners about town. Well, how you haven't gotten arrested yet? I don't know. I don't know. Soon. Yeah. That, that is something yeah. that's, uh, <laughs> nope, 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 not going to say it. Okay. Well, um, but yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we're going to have a lot of fun here. Hopefully you guys will, again, I don't expect you unless you have a job like Joe the Chode where he's delivering food and people and packages for seven to 10 hours a day. And, you know, he might listen to a complete episode from start to finish in one day. But for most people, I'm expecting it's going to take you a while to get through an episode. And hopefully that's why we can get away with at least every other week if we get picked up if we get somehow you know someone wants to bring us on i could do this daily this could be a daily thing if it was successful and it could be even if nobody picked us up if we get enough support so if you like what you hear if you want to hear this daily if you'd like an rpg era radio morning radio show like you know called sunset stripped where we where frank and i broadcast every morning from i don't know <laughs> seven to ten live every morning playing hair metal that'd be sick dude That'd be amazing. And then we just travel around the world touring hair metal concerts. That's the dream. Live from Paris, France for Wasps 2022 tour. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But that's enough right now. I think that's enough talking. I think that's enough about what Sunset Stripped is. Let's get to some more music. For this episode, I broke everything up into blocks of five. And then we're going to have a little bit of talking. We're going to kind of work on the formula. We're going to see how this one goes, see what the episode length ends up actually being. 
and then we'll make adjustments for episode two and beyond. So episode one was kind of pre-planned before we realized how much time was going to be slotted for the music. There's almost three hours of music in this episode. So if we broke it up for just an hour of talking, that's not a lot of talking. So this episode might go a little bit longer. We might not talk as much. More episodes might have more dialogue. We'll see how things go. But let's kick to some blocks of music here. We've got some great things here, including one of my favorite tracks by one of my favorite bands kicking off our block here. Um, we're not going to, like BG Mania and how I talk and come in and talk each track. I'm not going to do that here. So I'm actually going to introduce all five tracks. So what you're about to hear 18 and Life from Skid Row, Chemical from Crash Diet, Shake Me from Cinderella, Modern Day Cowboy from Tesla, and closing out this block will be Outrun, a new track by Reckless Love. After we listen to those five, Frank and I will be right back.
Frank, I figured why not share our journeys? I don't really know. Journey's not the right word. Journey's likely also a never a band will play on this. Well, I don't stop hmm. believing. Okay. Well, that's what I feel. Nah. I don't know. Street I don't know. That, people. That, that's not really hair it's metal. Not hair, it's not hair metal. I do love Faithfully, though. It does have that power ballad sound, but, you know, I just don't think that quite qualifies. But I figured, why not uh, Why not dive into our, our backstories with hair metal? And because I primarily talk the entire opening segment, why don't you kick us off? All right. <laughs> um... So, uh, 23 years of metal tears. No, no, um, no, I'm kidding. Um, I can remember being, I had to be seven or eight years old. So we're talking 1989, 1990. There you go. Mold. God, you're old. Uh, I know. Right? And my cousin, Peter from Texas, uh, I lived in New York at the time. He, he had come up to stay with us. He you were the like, right age though. I, you were the right age to remember a majority of the hair metal scene. It, I, I, I'm not. I, I, I missed it. Up until my cousin Peter coming from Texas. And that's so very, crazy. <laughs> I, lived a, I lived a very sheltered, like, you know, because like, you're only around your parents and your siblings. Uh, I was listening to, like, Michael Jackson. My first seed, my first, my, my, my first tape was Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation. Um, but my cousin Peter took me to his cousin's I think house. One, I think one of my first cassettes was the Free Willy soundtrack, which had oh, Michael boy. Jackson featured. So that's hilarious. <laughs> but he took me to his cousin's house, and his cousin, uh, first of all, my cousin Peter's older than I am. Um, he was a teenager. His cousin's a teenager. He takes me over to the house, and I, I could distinctly remember, even to this day, there were posters all over the all over the wall. Uh, there was Judas Priest. Um, there was Anthrax. Uh, and all these like metal metal groups. And then he had a big tape bro thing up against his bed. And right there, he had groups I've I've only ever, I've heard of, but I've never heard. There was Motley Crue. There was Cinderella. There was all these. He had all these tapes. And I mean, I'm a kid. I'm like, can I borrow one? And he's like, he goes, what do you mean? I go. I want to hear. And the first thing he gave me, uh, Guns N' Roses. Oh, okay. So, 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 appetite for destruction. Appetite for destruction. He goes, and make sure you give it back. I was, like, I, I, you know, be a little kid. I'm like, yes, sir. Uh, and I take that, and that's what like opened my eyes to it. And I, started, I as a little kid, seven eight years old, you're not watching MTV, even though it's around. Now I'm watching MTV, and I'm and I'm watching these videos, and I'm being exposed to all these things, and. Headbangers ball, baby. And, and my father's like, what's wrong with these people? Why are they dressed like women? Uh, kind of giving me the evil eye. Like, every kid got the 80s from their parents. Uh, like, why are you listening to this garbage? Because we love it. It's great. Uh, it still it's is just, great, too. It's, it still is great. And it's to the point now, 30-something years later, I'm still listening to this music on a daily basis. It's, it's in my car. Uh, it's, it's on, it's, it's on my, uh, my playlists for when I go running. Um, it's it's been one of the prevailing genres that I've been listening to. I mean, I I, I dabbled in everything, with the exception of country, because country sucks. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> coming soon to a podcast episode near you. Always got tied in. Always got tied in. But yeah, like I, I really do listen to a little bit of everything. But like this has always been my main genre. May always be my main genre. Now you talk about it. Now we have our own show about it. Yeah, I mean, it, how, how meta can we get? Yeah. Whoa, we're up for sale, Zuckerberg. You want a hair metal pod? Well, radio show for Meta? We're your guys. We are your guys. I even I'll translate for him. Beep boop. Beep beep boop boop. 
I look the part. I've got the hair. I'll put on the makeup. I've got the bandanas. The bandana boys. That's Frank and I. For those that don't know, we together form the tag team, the Bandana Boys. I am the more athletic, uh, uh, agile one. Frank is the more powerful sumo style wrestler. Oh, that's a fat joke. Great. Okay. <laughs> Had to get one in. Likely the only one I'll ever do on the show. Had to do one. Such a running joke with everything else we do. I had to get one in there. But um, it was an audio radio show, right? I do. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, Frank, we'll be on video soon. I hope again. I want to take this out. We'll we'll grow it as much as we can. I don't know, Brian. You do definitely have a face for radio. Oh, man. I've got a face for video, baby. Oh, I do. That's what everyone tells me, especially on the Sunday Smoke Sesh for Patreon subscribers. Everyone loves me over there. That's still going on? It does. Yeah, I'm still alive, still kicking, still doing it. Uh, for, for those that don't know, Frank and I have known each other for uh, going on 20 years now. We met each other in the early 2000s. I think 2002 was our first crossing. Um, and, and that's mm. because of Animal Crossing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Frank and I have, have known each other for almost 20 years. And we, and we have bonded over been, this. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we've bonded over music um, uh, primarily a majority of those years. You know, back in the early AOL days, we, him and I would sit on AIM every night and just shooting shit. Like, you know, it's kind of like Discord now where you don't have to be on the phone. You're on your PC. You can be in voice chat talking to someone, but you're not really on the phone. And that's kind of what we did then. It's just instead of Discord, we were on AIM and it was text instead of voice, but we'd be connected primarily throughout the night and mainly just sharing music back and forth and talking about it and uh, that and Animal Crossing stuff. But we've we've been professionally doing stuff together for almost about that time, too. We started Animal Crossing Society back then. Um, that led to Level Down Games eventually and everything that we do now. But we, we've been we've been doing a lot of stuff for me. Hair metal has been in my life primarily since I can remember. And that's because of my mom. So hang on. Let me get a sip of this. Let me get a sip. My, my, the cotton mouth is kicking in. Cottonmouth Kings, never a band you'll hear on this show, but I do love them. Were you ever a fan of those guys? I was. Kings? And you, know, you mentioned it like our parents' music definitely was influential because like for my father, that's kind of where I got my love of like Dire Straits and Pink Floyd. Like I would have liked to him for him to be like uh, the guy to bring, you know, metal, um, hair metal to me, but not his thing. Well, well, I see, and it's sort of like my dad wasn't much into hair metal. Uh, he was six years older than my mom, so he was born in 56. His genre was primarily the 70s stuff. So from him, I got my love of like Bruce Springsteen, Pink Floyd, um, the Rolling Stones, Deep Purple. He, th- those were his bands. Um and and I love those. Um, but my mom was born in '62 and was in love with, huh? With mine too. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, but she was absolutely in love with the the hair metal scene. She was, you know, in her early 20s when it started out, and that's just kind of what what took off with her. Um, so through her, I got my love of primarily Bon Jovi. Motley Crue, Skid Row, um, she was into Winger, uh, Warrant, Rat. She was big into a lot of bands, but primarily Bon Jovi. And I was actually going to go see a Bon Jovi concert with her in the uh, early 90s, but ended up not being able to go for some reason. Um, Probably I was too young. I wanted to go. I think she just told me I was going to get to go, and then I didn't get to go. (laughs) 
<laughs> she went with one of her friends, though, but they they apparently had a blast. I wish I could have seen Bon Jovi back in their prime in the 80s or 90s, dude. That would have been... I've seen videos on YouTube. You know, I go back and regularly watch live videos from, from the concerts back then. And, man, just to, to have been there when when John was still able to hit those incredibly high notes and those such powerful stuff during some of the power ballot. Man, I would give anything to been able to have been to one of those live shows. But um, I just, from her, kind of blossomed into more of a hair metal fan. Now, my dad did pass away at an at an early age. He passed away at 38 in a car accident. I was only eight years old. This was in 94. So I was eight again at the time. Um, I was still super young and, and really didn't have, like, much of a preference for anything in terms of music at that time. So... Just hanging out with my mom and her being the only parent I had, she still listened to that genre. She she had incorporated by this time a lot of Metallica as well. So I was a big fan of Metallica. That she she was a big fan of the Black Album. So nothing else matters. Enter Sandman, uh, the Unforgiven. Those songs I I constantly have ingrained in my my mind from driving around with her throughout the 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 mid nineties. But um, she still would always go back to Poison. That's another one of her favorites. Open up and say, ah, oh, she loved that cassette, dude. She always had that in the car. But uh, I just, from her, and because I was always with her, especially after my dad passed, and that being the music she primarily listened to, I always stuck with that. And it was always my thing. Like, I always wanted to have the long hair. And I was different. Like, we did have some kids throughout high school and elementary, middle school, high school that had longer hair. But I had really long hair. And I always wanted to have long hair. And I always wanted to have that, like, glam metal look. Like, that's just kind of always been what I gravitated towards and, and the fashion statement that I liked and... I don't know. I just that's kind of what I want to start doing again now. That's that's why again I wanted to bring this show in. Yeah, because... yeah but that's, that's called a midlife crisis. No, that's definitely not a midlife. I'm only 35. It can't. I'm not midlife yet. I'm not there yet. Maybe. I, I, honestly, the way you're going, you were midlife like 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm, half, I'm halfway there. <laughs> Living on a prayer, as some may say. Uh, speaking of Bon Jovi, I've just always been kind of gravitating back toward hair metal and. When I saw that there were bands still out there, you know, and this was after, when was my first international hair metal? I probably, hmm, 2002? No, I want to say 2004. Maybe 2004 was when I first saw bands kind of overseas still doing current stuff and still carrying that look. And then in like the mid 2000s bands popped up like veins of Jenna and dirty penny that were still trying to capture the magic of the eighties and nineties. And, and they were local, like they were, you know, based out of California. So I think veins of Jenna actually was from Sweden at first, but they moved to California, but dirty penny was from here and we'll have a, a track from them later on in the show. But when I saw that there were still artists out there doing what I loved, I just, I never was able to fall out of love with the genre because it was always so predominant 
on my radio or on my iPad or on an iPad, iPod or on Spotify now, like as the progression went, I was constantly able to keep current, keep fresh and not get bored with it. Because I think if I was only listening to the same stuff, I might've gotten bored and I might've started exploring other stuff. And I did, you know, I, I, I love metal. I love, um, some like classical. I love opera, Broadway stuff. Um, I, like Frank, I'm not a big fan of country. I'm also not a huge fan of rap. I think I prefer rap over country, but um, I'm not a big fan of either of those two genres. Um, rock is mainly where I stay, and, and it's all types that I'm into. But hair metal will always be my first love, and I, I definitely have my mom to thank for that, and I'll always always she passed away um you know back in 2011 so i'll always try to try to keep that alive because i love it and hopefully through this show like i said we'll be able to share our love of this genre back from the 80s and 90s and up through stuff still releasing in 2021 that's going to be our goal is to inspire just one group out there right here in the U.S. to, to, to create the next great hair metal sensation. It's totally doable. I don't and have the talent. And, 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 and we're going to affiliate you with RPG era and take like 80% of the take. I don't have the talent. If I had the talent, I would start the next greatest hair band. Frank can play bass somewhat, but he's not good enough to be in a hair band. Also no I hair. can play drums. Say also no hair. I can play drums somewhat, but I'm not good enough to be in a band. Not, not let alone a hair band. I'm not, I'm not good enough to be in anything. I, I want to learn guitar. Yeah, we can write lyrics, but the we don't have the talent or else we would try. So hopefully, you know, there there are bands out there, I'm sure, that are just itching to be the next hair metal. We should, that's the next TV show, the big, the next hair metal sensation. We'll sell it to NBC. Ooh, they have like Ken Jong and Howie Mandel host it. <laughs> All right, Frank, let's kick to another block of music here. We have five more tracks coming up. We're going to listen to Cheap Little Liar by uh, by Bloody Heels. Yeah, I think I think by instead of by or from title track by band title track from band. Which one sounds better? Which one sounds better? Bye. Okay, so we're going to listen to Cheap Little Liar by Bloody Heels round and round by Rat. Edge of a Broken Heart by Vixen, I Wanna Rock by Twisted Sister, and Haunting You by Confess. Frank and I'll be right back after those five. Tell me 
right, Frank, if this posts when it should, uh, this coming up weekend on November 27th, we will be neck deep in Thanksgiving leftovers, and I am excited. So let's talk about Thanksgiving here for a little bit. Um, what are your plans for Thanksgiving? Uh, this Thanksgiving, uh, we're spending at nope. my sister's house. Ah, Thanksgiving, not Franksgiving. I, I try it every year. Um, <laughs> and no year has it slipped by me yet. Um, my sister just bought her first house, so we're going to have uh, Thanksgiving over there. Um so we have an 18 pound turkey there. My mother got an 18 pound turkey from her work. My sister got a second 18 pound turkey from her work. My other sister got another 18 pound turkey from her work because they work together. So there's going to be so many leftovers. Uh, I'm in charge of. There's no way you. Stuff. There's no way you guys are making all four of those turkeys. No. Not not concurrently, but um, they'll probably all get made within the next few weeks. Hopefully one sticks around the Christmas turkey. I was going to say, save one for Christmas, maybe. You know, you could have a New Year's turkey. I don't know. I mean, that's just a lot of damn turkey. But how much is that? That's what? 10, 40, 8, 56, 62, almost that's 70 pounds of turkey. Yeah. Right? Roughly? Yeah. And I'm, I'm putting it all on. <laughs> all that weight you lost, Frank, it's coming back in turkey. No, but I will be going off the diet for uh, Thanksgiving because... Thanksgiving is like, for, for one, I've only ever grew up having Italian Thanksgivings, so I, n- I never knew how it was anywhere else. This is the first time like that we're actually having a Thanksgiving with regular um, Americans, I guess so to say. So to say. Um, like, I've never had macaroni and cheese with Thanksgiving my entire life growing up, except for last year. Like, it, it, that, it's a brand new thing to me. Yeah, I'm not a big mac and cheese fan on Thanksgiving anyway, so. Um, they do casseroles. I'm not a big casserole. You know, uh, well, I like a casserole now and then, like. It's it's gonna be cool to see the, the whole mixing of the cultures, so to speak. Yeah, because we're, we're the way Italians do Thanksgiving is it starts off. I want to say three o'clock, maybe four o'clock. Appetizers for like an hour, just anything you could think of, and we go over to the top. And then you go sit down and you have lasagna. And then after you after you've had a lasagna, you just you sit down for the actual proper Thanksgiving with your your turkey, all your sides. Uh, By that point, you're stuffed. Or if not, you will be. And then after that is normally where you take your nap and you start watching your football. And then we come back again after that, and we just eat a ton of desserts. And then we hate ourselves for the next three days. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. After after a year of exercising and dieting and all that, I can't freaking wait. Yeah, it sounds like you've got a uh, a big Thanksgiving planned. Me, not so much. I uh, I well, think it's rather. Daddy says that Thanksgiving. Don't, don't, don't eat alone. Uh, I was going to say, I think it's going to be rather uh, rather lonely and sad at, at this end for Thanksgiving this year. Uh, obviously I'm just coming out of a long-term relationship. This will be my first Thanksgiving alone, I guess in, well, nine years with her and then one, two, three, four Thanksgivings with Skylar and then one with someone else and two with someone else. I guess this is my first Thanksgiving alone ever. Which is kind of crazy to think about, and I, I've actually not thought about that yet until just now, which is kind of crazy. Well, welcome to Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah, pretty much. I have always been with somebody around Thanksgiving time, and this is the first year that, you know, the relationship that I was just in with uh, in with Jessica ended on um, 
back in like end of July, early August. And I just, I've not been interested in anything. Like I've just not been interested in, in going back out there. I'm just not ready. So um, I've been invited to Justin, my roommate, um, who I've known for about the same time that I've known Frank. I've known Justin just a little bit longer, um, but he's graciously letting me crash in his basement that I've turned into another studio for RPG era, which is great. <laughs> Wherever I go, I'm able to find a studio, I guess, which is always positive. Um, but his mom has invited me over for Thanksgiving dinner and I may go there. You know, there, there are some, some personal things in that I'm, that I won't get involved with. And, um, you know, Justin you may, about, may not be you, there. Are, are, are you about to become Justin's new stepdad? Not at all. No, no. Justin likely won't be there, which is why I think it's weird for if I go. <laughs> but, um, you know, his two kids are going to be there and they, they do want me to come. And his mom really wants me to come and his dad's going to be there. And um, I, I likely will swing by because I think I would feel bad. Like, you know, I see all the I see them all the time now. So I think. Just I would go. Feel it's, bad. Nice, it's, it's, it's nice to eat with friends and family. It really is. Well, I, I just would feel bad. Well, I'm fine being alone, but I'm just saying I would feel bad if I didn't yeah, go. I think. Right. You have the rest of your sad life to be alone. You know, That's probably it. true. That's probably true. But I'm going to I'm going to see. Um, I, I likely will swing by. Um, if I don't, I have been looking into like takeout options for Thanksgiving, like Justin and I were talking about doing like a Thanksgiving here for the two of us and like his kids. And we were going to do order like one of those pre-cooked meals that you just warm up from, you know, either a restaurant or you can get some nationally like Boston Market or Honey Baked Ham or something. Yeah, I was going to say they they do them, but uh, we were going to we were going to do something like that, but he decided against it. So I've been looking into like single person meals and and there's a decent amount of options out there oh yeah so. hungry man makes a really good turkey dinner <laughs> no i mean like actual like you know prepared know. and cooked uh there, there are a lot of options uh if i if i do choose that i want to eat alone because like i said i'm just I, i'm at i'm in a really funny state right now i i, I yeah, like being alone <laughs> yeah i like being alone and I'm just kind of, I don't know, rediscovering myself before I go back out there and try to... You discover yourself too much, you'll go blind. <laughs> That's not what I mean. <laughs> I'm more looking forward to um, the the Black Friday sales and Cyber Monday sales this coming up weekend. I don't have a ton of money right now, but it would be nice to like pick up maybe some stuff that I need for down here, like a new toaster or something on the cheap. So or a Christmas present for Frank. Well, Christmas presents like are going to be probably light this year on my end, <laughs> but I don't have a toaster down here yet. And a toaster is something I want. So instead of, you know, and I want a decent toaster. I don't just want some cheap piece of crap. So I'm hoping I can find something that's normally 20 bucks or something for, for 10 or less on black Friday or cyber Monday. That's likely my, my spending this year is trying to find myself a toaster, just a normal plain ass toaster. So I can warm up pop tarts and stuff. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I'm eating and living cheap right now. I have to. I'm sorry. That's someone's all I can get, do. Someone's getting a case of ramen for Christmas. There you go. See, uh, I, I have a microwave already, so that's how I make my ramen. There you go. But yeah, that's my Thanksgiving plans. It's not exciting this year. 
Hopefully next year will be happier and more exciting, but this year is definitely uh, definitely going to be a bummer in terms of not only Thanksgiving, but upcoming Christmas as well. You could, okay. Skype, you, you could Skype in on the Frank family dinner. Do you want to hear a bunch of Italians yelling at each other? How sad would that be? Like, and here's Brian joining us via Skype. Like, no, thank you. I'll pass. Thank you for the invitation, though. I appreciate <laughs> it, I guess. Oh, my dad probably get turned off you know, with you crying so much. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump to another block of tracks here. We've got five more coming up that I'm looking forward to listening to. We're going to kick things off with Hungry by Winger. Then we've got Jawbreaker by The Cruel Intentions. Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison. Once Bitten Twice Shy by Great White. And Anthem for America by Crazy Licks. We'll be closing out this block. Frank and I'll be right back after these five.
We both lie silently still in the dead of the night Although we both lie close together We feel miles apart inside Was it something I said or something I did? Did my words not come out right? Though I tried not to hurt you Though I tried But I guess that's why they say Every rose has its thorn Just like every night has its dawn Just like every cowboy Sings a sad, sad song Every rose has its thorn yeah, I listen to a favorite song Playing on the radio Yeah, the DJ said Loves a game of easy coming Ago. But I wonder, does he know, has it ever been like this? And I know that you'd be here right now if I could let you know somehow. I guess every rose has its thorn, just like every night has its dawn.
right, Frank, as we come back in, we just listened to Anthem for America by Crazy Lick. Well, nope, from Crazy Licks. I can't we say bye. You no, know, bye. We, we, we agreed bye. Um, and I want to talk about that album because Street Lethal just released back on November 5th, earlier this month. I had you listen to the entire album as well. What did you think of the latest Crazy Licks album, Street Lethal? I thought it was amazing. Like, I, I, I listened to it over the course of maybe three days, uh, just running around town, and it got me pumped. Like, it was it, it was good running music. There was a nice ballad on there, too. I want to say, like, maybe two or three tracks in. It's actually two or three from the bottom, uh, in the middle of nothing. It's track nine on the uh, on the album. Uh, yeah, I probably played it on shuffle. <laughs> The only, yeah, you might have the only, uh, the only ballad, unfortunately, on this album. That was one thing that I was kind of hoping for was like a really strong power ballad off of Street Lethal, and I, I do like In the Middle of Nothing, but I think they've definitely had stronger power ballads on on previous albums. Now, Crazy Licks is a band that I've been into for the better part of the last ten plus years, and I think Frank, leading up to leading up to the release of this album, you went through pretty much their entire discography of of albums that they've released over yeah. the last several years, if I'm not mistaken. I remember you definitely. Yeah, I remember you telling me you were listening to a lot of stuff from them over the over the course leading up to the album release. I was uh, I was eager to jump in. I jumped in on Friday afternoon and listened to the entire thing from start to finish. And over the last three three or so weeks that that the album two and a half maybe that it's been out, I've probably listened to that. Well, it's actually only been two weeks and like a day, but I've listened to it probably fifteen to twenty times from start to finish. So I tend to do that. Like whenever something's new, I always listen to it more than anything else. And I've always been that way. I love re-listening to music and I love going back and hearing things that I enjoy. But there's also something within me that craves new music constantly. So anytime something new comes out, I sort of latch onto it. I'll listen to it consistently for like two or three weeks. And then by that point, something else is out that I'm kind of latching onto. And that's sort of the, the progression that I go through. But Street Lethal has a lot of tracks that I really do like. Now, they do have two tracks, the opening, Enter the Dojo, and then um, I, I think it's Final Fury, track six. Those are just are, set up for the next track. Yeah, they, they are setups for Rise Above and Street Lethal. Uh, they, they are all instrumental. Uh, Final Fury is actually really cool sounding. But the title track off of this, um, this album, Street Lethal, track seven, I actually think is a great track. And I'm surprised that it hasn't been featured as... Yeah, I know it will be, but it's not a single yet. They they released they released uh, Rise Above and Anthem for America, the one that we just listened to before we came back, as their singles so far off of this album, and both are fantastic stadium anthems, dude. I love both of those tracks. Uh, Anthem for America has one of my favorite lines. Uh, Somebody pulled the plug around 1993, and it's never been the same. I, you know, what? I I, 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 I listen. As you're listening, I even like muttered out loud. So true. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, it is true. Like you you look back at the 80s and 90s and that really is like where things just really started getting crazy and started going downhill and life really has never been the same. But this is a great album. And I think for fans of hair metal, for fans that, you know, crave this sound, there's a lot to enjoy packed in these 11 tracks. 
I don't know that it'll necessarily bring in any new fans, right? Like, I don't know that this is going to do anything for someone that maybe isn't looking for that hair metal sound. Like if you if you are a fan of country or a fan of just more modern stuff and and aren't into the hair metal sound, I don't know that this is going to be the one that sways you into that. But for those of us that are totally into this, uh, this is a great album. And while it's not my favorite Crazy Licks album, there's a lot of good tracks on here that'll consistently find themselves in my playlist from for the next several years. I'd probably say this is a solid 7 out of 10 for me in terms of rating. That's about fair, honestly. I mean, I, I, from what I've listened to from prior albums, there's definitely stronger tracks out there. Um but how great is it that there's new hair metal coming out in 2021? Yeah, and it's it's consistent. Like it never went away. That's that's what I keep saying yeah. throughout. You, you know, try- as we talk, like Nirvana it tried. Never, it never went away. They the grunge scene did try to kill it, but it never really went away. It kind of backed off, right? It no longer was in the forefront. It no longer was taking over. It, it, it went on a European vacation. It went on your on a European vacation. It definitely went underground, more or less. But it's still thriving, and I'm hoping through this show we will just spread the love of all things hair metal, old and new. Things like Street Lethal by Crazy Licks. Available to stream wherever you stream music. Spotify, Amazon Music. It's probably on Apple Music. Uh, I only know Spotify and Amazon Music because that's where Frank and I both listened. But um, you can also pick it up, I'm sure. I'm sure they have physical copies as well. I would recommend it. Like I said, if even if you just stream it, it's definitely an album worth listening to for fans of hair metal. There's a lot to like here. There's a lot of throwbacks to like the days of, you know, there's, there's a lot of dual guitar solos like they used to do in Def Leppard in this album. Um, I like it. I think it's a great album. So definitely worth checking out. That's Street Lethal by Crazy Licks. Frank, let's go ahead and kick to another block of tracks here. We have five more great pieces of music coming up spread out from, well, these are mostly all older. We have one newer track in here. We're going to take a listen to Turn Up the Radio by Autograph, No Man's Land by Crash Diet, I Saw Red by Warrant, Tell Me by White Lion, and Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. Frank and I'll be right back after these five.
Frank, recently you actually brought this to my attention. Julian's Auctions held an Icons and Idols rock and roll auction this actual past weekend. It's literally, we, we just missed it. It was Friday, November 19th and Saturday, November 20th at the Hard Rock Cafe in New York. And it was actually broadcast online at juliansauctions.com. I'm mad this, we missed this. <laughs> this auction apparently had a ton of memorabilia from artists including, according to Blabbermouth.net, Eric Clapton, The Beatles, Elvis Presley, David Gilmore, Keith Richards, Eddie Van Halen, U2, Guns N' Roses, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Madonna, Led Zeppelin, and more. The crazy thing, and, and, the, and the title of the article, the original mask from the Mental Health album by Quiet Riot sold for $50,000 at this auction. How about that? What a cool piece of memorabilia to whoever bought that. That's definitely a cool piece of just, you know, hair metal history. Uh, if, if you read a little further into the article, the hand-painted uh, cover art for the, the Mental Health album sold for 44800 How cool is that? And the, the mask, they were only asking 8000 for it, so it's pretty cool that it sold for that much. Let's see here. We have what's something by here. Elvis, a, a guitar that he had, um, a 1972 Martin D28 acoustic guitar played by Elvis Presley during the mid to late 70s, both on and off stage, sold for 187500 US dollars, which is crazy. That's crazy. Here's, here's, here's another cool one. The EVH Fender Frankenstrat, played by, played by guitar god Eddie Van Halen, is signed by him and his brother, sold for 83200 We have here uh, the 1957 Stratocaster Vintage reissue electric guitar, owned and played by David Gilmore from Pink Floyd, uh, sold for 200000 US dollars. How freaking cool is that? <laughs> Here's, here's a funny one. 1989 MTV VMA Moon Man presented to Guns N' Roses for Best Heavy Metal Video for Sweet Child of Mine sold for 37500 I would love to own a Moon Man from the VMAs from like the late 80s or early 90s, back when the Video Music Awards were actually something special. Nowadays they're just I, 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 have Pop, I have a Funko Pop of the, of the Moon Man. Do um, you? Yeah, but that's about it. I, I would love to own a real one, though. My, yeah, my, my, nowadays, ultimate, my ultimate collector goal is I want to own a piece of the aggro crag from Guts without actually having to climb that mountain. Oh, my God. Do you remember the aggro crag? Do you remember the Super Nintendo version of Guts? I absolutely do. <laughs> I still own that game, dude. I used to play that all the time, and I dreaded getting to the aggro crag because that was actually difficult on <laughs> in that game. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it like, difficult. It's, it's the aggro crag. Just like I always struggled with the NES American Gladiators game. I was never good at that game. I was good at certain events. I sucked at the one where you had to roll around in the ball. I sucked at the jousting or beating each other with the whatever, the batons. I, I just was bad at that game. Oh, man. I, I want to go back to the 80s. <laughs> well, we could have. With this auction, it's too bad. You, I, I'm sure you have a an extra fifty to hundred k lying around. We could have walked away with some of this memorabilia. I would never take the mask off. I would bang my head. You, you did used to wear a mask when we did our shows. You, you used to be the uh, masked luchador. You could have been the the uh, the mental health masked Frank. I don't know. What, uh, so, don't worry, <laughs> the life's going soon enough. I was gonna say. I mean, you don't really need a mask for that, but. <laughs> Yeah, this auction's cool, and I can't believe that, like, 
Because you and I were talking about the car auctions that are kind of yearly, like the uh, the the Jackson Barrett one, um, and how and how cool those are. Is this something that they do yearly? I don't know. I, I like I, is I this? Never, I, I've never because I've not before. me neither. I've not heard of the Icons and Idols Rock and Roll auction before. Um, I, I'm looking here on JuliansAuctions.com to see like is this something that. It doesn't, it doesn't. It's, say. Happened, it's happened before. I've seen one here that it was uh, October 25th, 2019 and October 26th, 2019. So this might be something they hold yearly or every couple of years. Maybe every couple, maybe they skipped last year because of COVID and the pandemic. Um, but that's cool. Like this is something I've not heard of. And if this is a semi-regular. Uh, last year was, was, was December 1st and 2nd of last year. So yeah, I guess it's a yearly thing that now we know about. It's on our radar and we're going to watch the next one next year. For sure. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to have to pay attention to this because there's some cool memorabilia that, that, I mean, just based off of what sold this year, I'd have to look in to see what sold last year and in 2019, but last man, year. That, do you have it? Uh, it's, it? Last year was one of David Gilmore's, uh, it was a 1969 black Fender Stratocaster sold for $3,975,000. What? What? I don't think anything this year sold for anything in the millions. But let's see. Here, um, but Kurt Cobain's customized 1959 Martin D 18E guitar that he played uh, for uh, to be unplugged, that sold for $6,010,000. That, that broke the record. The entire auction this year in 2021 brought in about $5 million US dollars. Yeah, that was crushed by the Kurt Cobain guitar from last year. That's insane, dude. That is absolutely insane. Yeah, this is something we're going to have to pay attention to. Uh, the Icons and Idols Rock and Roll Auction we just missed this year's. It was Friday, November 19th and Saturday, November 20th. Check this out. Go to juliansauctions.com. You can see what was sold. You can see they have other auctions as well. But we'll likely be talking about this auction next year on this very show because we're going to be paying attention to it and likely probably watching it. So Probably bidding. <laughs> well, if we have the money, right? Depending on, you know, if we, let's see if we can get something for under $100. <laughs> Let's that's kick why, to another that's why, go ahead. That's why, we need, that's why we need your money more than ever. So we can waste it uh, on online auctions. <laughs> Let's kick to another block of music. We have five more tracks coming up. We're going to start things off with Set It Off by Wild Street. Then we're going to listen to Stripper Girl by Steel Panther. Heartbreak Boulevard by Shotgun Messiah. Walk of Shame by Midnight Eve. And we're going to close this block out with Wild Child by Wasp. Frank and I'll be right back after these five. Well, today's the day, made it to the top, standing on the edge, ain't gotta jump. I don't care, no, I don't mind, up so late, I'm ahead of time. Push it to the end, set it off, set it off, push it to the end, set it off. Push it to the end, set it off, set it off, push it to the end, set it off.
Frank, recently at the end of last month, Wasp, as we as we just listened to Wild Child there, they announced their 40th anniversary world tour for next year. 40 years of Wasp. Isn't that crazy to think about that, like, some of these early pioneers of the hair metal scene are entering their 40th year of being around? That's insane to think about <laughs> that, that really is cool it also makes me feel really old well you're you're knocking on 40s door you're, you'll next be there year. uh next year baby <laughs> but yeah wasp is celebrating their 40th anniversary next year in 2022 with this giant world tour and wasp is i feel like an underappreciated band especially here in the united states they are very big and have always been pretty big over in europe so i wasn't surprised when they announced this tour that the only dates we have so far and this tour starts in march on march 18th in milan and the dates announced so far go up through may 18th in sofia I wasn't surprised that all of these dates are in Europe. I mean, Milan, Padova, Bilboa, Murcia, Barcelona, Madrid, Dublin, Belfast, Wolverhampton, Manchester, Nottingham, Glasgow, Newcastle, Bristol, London, Eindhoven, Copenhagen, Malmo. Like, they're all in Europe. Now, the press release did state that more dates and a U.S. leg of the tour would be announced. Um, we're, we're likely looking into next year when that leg probably gets announced, but I'm hopeful that there's going to be a date either in Cleveland or Columbus or Pittsburgh or something that I can travel to because I've never seen Wasp live and I want to see this concert. I want to see this 40th anniversary of world tour. I want to see Blackie Lawless live, dude. He actually stated for this tour that they're going back to the beginning. He said, we're taking the show back to where it all started, complete with fire and all the blood that shocked the world the first time around. We only did this type of stage show on the first world tour and never did it again until now. I'm going to scream and I'm going to bleed because I want to be somebody. <laughs> Dude, I want to see this show. Like, they've always been... You have a good chance being so close to Cleveland. Yeah, either Cleveland or Pittsburgh or Columbus. One of those three cities should get a a date. And, I mean, I'd, I'd be willing to travel to Philadelphia if I needed to. But I'm hopeful with between those three cities, I'll be able to, you know, not spend less than two hours or so worth of driving time to go check out this tour. But this sounds great. They've always been a shock rock style of band, right? You think Alice Cooper... Uh, Guar to an extent, right? Wasp has always sort of been that shock rock style, but they have some great freaking tunes in their catalog, man. I'm a huge fan of Wasp. Uh, it's really cool. Like I said, and speak, you know what? Let's get them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame while we're at it. Are there any like major hair metal predominant bands in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Off the top of my head, if, if, if anyone's in there, if anyone's in there, I mean, Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi, right? Like they're in there for sure. It's only a matter of time for Nickelback makes their way in there. <laughs> Van Halen might be in there. I honestly don't keep up on on who enters the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame each year, and it's kind of sad because I mean it's in Cleveland, it's in my backyard, kinda, and I don't really yeah. pay attention to who I'm goes joking, in there every Bon Jovi year. Roses, Def Leppard, Def Leppard's not in yet. Def Leppard's not in yet, but Guns N' Roses and Bon Jovi are right. Yeah, so we're getting there. That's, yeah, we're getting there. We're starting to uh, 
we're starting to get some of these hair metal let's get, bands let's get, that, let's get that back in that, that trophy or whatever you get. I don't know what you get, but dude, Dawkins needs to be in there. George Lynch needs to be in the Hall of Fame, man. Some great freaking band. No Dawkins today on the episode or the uh, the radio show today. No Dawkins. We'll have some Dawkins next episode. I'll make up for it. I like Dawkins. <laughs> But yeah, I thought this was cool, this tour getting announced. I, I'm hopeful that uh, that these U.S. dates are going to be coming soon, so that way we can get tickets, make some plans. I want to see this show. Frank, maybe there'll be one in, maybe the one in Denver. Uh, or Red Rocks. Is that not in Denver? I think it technically is somewhere near there, but it's not in there. You, yeah. and, I saw te- you and I saw Tesla and uh, Scorpions together at Red great Rocks concert. Amphitheater. It was a great concert. Um, dude, I threw up in a bush outside of Twin Peaks Restaurant that day. Not a sponsor, but please, please contact us because we want you as a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a, I, I was so drunk that day. My God. I passed out the back of your car on the way home. Yes, you did. On, on the way back to the hotel, I guess. Yeah, that was a, that was a rough night, but I miss it. I miss those nights. I miss concerts, man. Like I haven't been to a concert in months. Luckily I went with Jessica would to see Alisana an emo screamo band back in August. But that's the first concert that I have been to since COVID. I think since 2019, like it, it had been a while since I had actually been to a live show and I had so much fun. And now that these tours are ongoing again and we're able to get into concerts now, I am looking forward to having, first of all, the funds to be able to go to concerts again. But second of all, I'm just ready for that live music atmosphere, man. There's nothing like it. There's nothing better, in my opinion. It's great. I don't go often, but when I do, it's always something just magical. It's always a lot of fun. I still have a lot of bands I want to tick off my list. That's kind of what I'm working on right now. Like Wasp is one of those bands that I want to see because they're still out there. They're still touring. Any band that, you know, is from this era that announces a a tour, especially one that doesn't go on tour that often. Like it's pretty consistent that you're going to be able to see Poison or Skid Row or Def Leppard even to an extent. Like they, they hit the casinos and they tour pretty consistently. But a band like Wasp, I can't tell you the last time they did a complete global world tour. So I'm looking forward to this. I really am. But I think it's time, Frank. We've listened to a lot of heavy hitters. We've listened to a lot of big things. I think it's time to take a power ballad break. I think it's time for five back-to-back power ballads. We're going to kick things off with another Wasp track to celebrate this uh, 40th anniversary world tour. We're going to listen to The Idol by Wasp, Living in Sin by Bon Jovi, House of Pain by Faster Pussycat, I Hate Kissing You Goodbye by Tough, and we're going to close out this next block with Without You by Motley Crue. Frank and I'll be right back after these.
Frank, as we come back in, I was just looking at a story on comicbook.com about a new restaurant that was just announced within the last couple days. It is a Dungeons and Dragons themed immersive restaurant. This is going to be in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, best known to Dungeons and Dragons fans as the home of Gary Gygax, one of the co-creators of Dungeons and Dragons and the original headquarters for uh, D&D publisher TSR. You used to be big into Dungeons and Dragons, so I wanted to talk about this for a minute. First of all, when's the last time you played? Uh, wow, I moved beginning of uh, I moved the, the the middle of 2020, so the beginning of 2020, uh, right before the pandemic uh, really hit. Because you and were then, playing like weekly, were you not? Almost, uh, every, or was every, it every other week? Every other week, I was playing. Um, by March, you know, that's when the the stay at home orders kicked in, and from maybe March to July. We played them online. Like we found everything. Roll twenty. Roll twenty is what we went to. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we played that way. Um, you know, just because you know no one was congregating. This article says that the restaurant is going to use actors to portray various characters with a story unfolding over the course of a meal. So it oh, says. Yeah, so it says if you want, you're able to go to just enjoy a meal, explore the restaurant. Like, you don't have to partake in the actual, like, story. But if you want to, you can. And each room is going to have a different theme based around different Dungeons & Dragons classes and tropes. So, like, there's going to be, it says, in addition to a restaurant is an axe-throwing range called The Barbarian in the Basement, a secret game called The Library, and a steampunk-themed mixology bar called the gnome alchemist (laughs) and if you want you'll actually be able to hire a professional dungeon master to kind of take you through an actual session of dungeons and dragons as well in private areas um for the restaurant too so i think this is actually a really cool concept i think the name of the restaurant is the griffin and gargoyle which is actually a really cool name for the restaurant that's it's such a cool idea and like for one you instantly hook nerds like me who love dungeons and dragons but you could actually get people into it and dnd and hair metal have so much intertwined with like the art on the, the album covers more, more oh, absolutely so more, more, more so are like metal metal but still hair metal so it was still definitely entwined with it and yeah well you think like it's a fandom that never really exploded right like it did for a bit but it kind of it kind of went back underground much like hair metal did it's exploded and then went back kind of underground I have always been into Dungeons and Dragons, but I've never been able to really find a consistent group to play with. Kyle and I were actually talking about, Kyle from RPGera.com as well, him and I were talking about starting up a show kind of based on Dungeons and Dragons where if we could find a... Yeah, exactly. Where if we could find a consistent group to play with, I could turn that into a podcast complete with sound effects and music and and everything. Like I can add some really cool post-production to it. And we were talking about potentially starting up that project, especially because Chris Metzen, one of the co-creators and uh, founders of the World of Warcraft and the Warcraft lore in general, has a new book coming out next year that is a side game to Dungeons and Dragons. Like it's, it's it's got its own rules, its own characters. It's like its own story set in that universe. So we were thinking about taking that book and that like 
storyline that he's creating and turning that into a show if we can find enough people to consistently like show up on a on a monthly or weekly or every other week or however long we were able to do this you got like your schedule right here, we can, okay. well i figured you would be in and i figured me and kyle but that's still only three and that's a not enough for a consistent that's, that's, that's game. we need that's not enough. We, we need like five at least. I was going to say we, we need at least five or six. So anyone out there interested in uh, in playing an online Dungeons and Dragons campaign with us here, reach out. Let us know. It might be something that we're doing. And shit, I might actually take a trip to this restaurant once it's open, dude. It's Wisconsin, so it's not that far from Ohio. It's actually about the same distance for me as it would be for you probably. Yeah, and uh, I have things I want to do in Wisconsin anyway. So What's that? Oh, uh, go, 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 I can't say it on there. <laughs> I thought maybe you wanted to go to like to the famous Green Bay Cheese Museum or something. I don't know. Is that a thing? I'm sure it's a thing. Uh, no, but it, what I want to do is probably consider an act of terrorism on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, oh, geez. Yeah. Green Bay Packers, they're doing pretty well this year. I want to paint their whole stadium just you know, green and white for the Jets. No, the Jets aren't doing so great this year. <laughs> they're doing better than they did last year. Well, that's not saying much. They've won two games so far. There you go. I am excited about this restaurant, and I hope that this inspires others to kind of create themed restaurants based on D&D or even just anything like this. Like, you see a lot of role-playing taverns opening up lately and, you know, places where you can go to play D&D or play board games. I have a friend uh, in, in a couple of cities over that actually has a restaurant that he purchased. It was an old bowling alley, and they restored the bowling alley and then built a restaurant inside where you can go in and they have a bunch of board games where you can play and like it's it's a really cool one just concept. opened in my town a few weeks ago i'm still trying to plan myself out to get out there well yeah like these these things have been popping up more and more recently so i'm hoping that this is a trend that continues and man i really want to go check this out again if you're in the lake geneva area or just in wisconsin keep an eye out for this it's, i think it's called the griffin and gargoyle opening up soon a dungeons and dragons themed restaurant how cool is that Frank, we have one more block of music to get to before we start closing this episode out. It's been a long one. It's been a journey. This is the longest consistent show that we've done so far. We we are our raw recording is at three and a half hours now. Uh, like I said, this is the longest show we've done and will likely be the longest podcast or radio show that we ever do. I don't think we'll ever have another show that tries to go as long as Sunset Stripped, but... <laughs> We have one more I'm block of music. A challenge. There you go. The six hour show coming soon. No, we have one more block of music. Then Frank and I'll be back to start closing this out right after these. Oh, wait, you need to know what we're listening to. We are listening to Heroes by Toxic Rose, Royal Desperado by Salem's Lot, Crossfire by Santa Cruz. We'll never leave the castle by Hell in the Club. And we're going to close this one out with Sleaze Disease by Dirty Penny. If you'll notice, this block is all newer bands. Let's check these out.
Frank, as we come back in, we are getting ready to close out our inaugural episode, episode number one of Sunset Stripped. What a journey this has been. It's 4.30 a.m. in the morning for me here as we record this. Hopefully, we'll get on a better schedule in the future. We'll likely, yeah, me too, we'll likely play around with the format of this show and Uh, figure out exactly how things are going to work in terms of how to break things up for music and how to break things up for dialogue. Like I said, this isn't meant to be your normal podcast. I don't even want to call this a podcast. Yes, it has to be a podcast. It has to be on Apple. It has to be on Spotify. It has to be wherever you can find podcasts because we're not on a radio station right now. But I want this to be an evolution of a radio show. I want to hopefully take this further and and have some fun doing this and sharing our love of hair metal. Uh, Likely around this episode length, I see we are approaching the four-hour mark here as we get ready to close out. We have 
four more tracks to listen to to close out with. And that's typically what we're going to shoot for. Like I said, we're going to aim for that four hour mark. We'll likely play around with how much music we put in here and get some more dialogue in here. If you want to hear specific things, feel free to reach out. You can reach out to us. We'll play requests. We'll play anything you want, really. It doesn't matter. And if you want to hear us talk that, about specific that, that, things. That old demo from your old hair metal band from back in the day? Hell how yeah. cool would that be? How cool would that be? Reach out. We'll play some uh, we'll play some exclusive stuff. <laughs> I just want to have fun with this show. I want to, like I said, spread our love of hair metal and hopefully just have some fun. Give you guys something to listen to. Maybe something to um, to break up your morning commute that's just a little bit different. Like I said, there's not a whole lot out there in terms of hair metal. You've got Hair Nation on XM. You've got the, uh, what's it called, Sunset Strip on uh, Dash. You've got D. Snyder out there with the House of Hair, I'm sure, on your local radio station. I'm pretty sure that's syndicated nationwide. Uh, Frank, you are very familiar with D. Snyder over there on the uh, Long Island. <laughs> met him many, many times. Very nice guy. Yeah, you used to said you saw him like at the grocery store and shit. At the grocery store, the movie theater, my aunt's restaurant. Like he, he was all, he's a man about town. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. I um I had a blast doing this. Hopefully, we will be back in two weeks' time with episode two. But like I said, we're gonna promise for now at least one episode a month that'll release always on a Saturday, likely. Um, because that seems to be the best day that I think I'll be able to get these episodes up because they are longer. So look for these episodes on Saturdays. We're going to try to come back because this episode should be uploading on the 27th, this coming up Saturday. We're recording this the night of the 21st. So hopefully this episode will be up next week. And then if all goes according to plan, Frank, you and I should hopefully maybe be back on December 11th after two weeks with another episode. Oh, if we if we stick to that, we'll have an episode up on Christmas Day. Maybe we'll have to do something special. Maybe we can play the uh, the, the Twisted, Twisted Sister. Sister. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say that's like one of the only ones I know of unless we like play some Trans-Siberian Orchestra or something. <laughs> the Trans-Siberian Orchestra is not really hair metal, though they do have the hair and they have the great sounds. So, uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much. If you stuck around, if you listened to the whole thing, Feel free to reach out. Let me know what you think. Like I said, this is going to be something that is ongoing here at RPG Era. We are going to keep playing around with this. We're going to keep finding out what works best for us. But I'll tell you what, this show's not going anywhere. We're going to keep doing this. This is a lot of fun. I Like I said, it's something that I've been wanting to do now. And now that we've started it, I don't want to stop it. Sitting here over the last four hours listening to Hair Metal with Frank has been an absolute blast. It's absolutely, so. this, is, this is really fun. I would do this even if you weren't paying me. I'm not paying you at all. Oh, then bye. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, this was fun. Like I said, we'll hopefully be back in two weeks. You can follow us again. Everything we do, RPGera.com. We'll have links to all of our stuff in the show notes. You can join us on Discord. We have a very active Discord community. A lot of people in there chatting daily. We do, as we talked about at the beginning of this show, multiple podcasts. You can check us out wherever you find podcasts. Searching RPG Era likely should bring up everything that we do. But I think that's going to do it for episode one of Sunset Stripped. We are going to close out 
with four more blocks. And we're actually going to kick this next block off, our last block, with a new track from L.A. Guns. And unfortunately, we have to uh, to mention that former L.A. Guns drummer Mike Gersema, or Gersema, uh, otherwise known as Bones, recently passed away back on November 10th due to liver failure. He played on their... Uh, couple different albums according to the article on sleazerocks.com i don't think he's the original drummer for la guns so um but that is sad that is unfortunate news i i always hate seeing when you know people that i'm somewhat familiar with pass away anyone in general really as we get older in age it's something we have to think about and it sucks so Rest in peace to him. We're going to close out with a new track from L.A. Guns called Cantonball. And then we're going to kick to Cold Blood by Kix. You Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi. And we're going to close this episode out with Scream for Pleasure by Sister. Like I said, we'll be back in hopefully two weeks with episode two. Otherwise, I don't know how else to close this episode out. I don't have a catchy saying for Sunset Stripped. Do you know where you are? You're on Sunset Stripped, baby. You're going to die. You're the jerk, Yeah, I guess that's good enough. See you guys next time. Thank you.